Welcome to Lawyer Business Advantage. This podcast is dedicated to helping attorneys earn more money, get better clients, and spend more time with family. I'm your host, Alej Yajnik, founder of Law Firm Success Group. Smart business guidance for small law firms begins in three, two, one. And it's my pleasure to welcome to Lawyer Business Advantage, Dominic Grew with Elevate Business Coaching and with Law Firm Success Group. Dom, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, Alej. How are you doing? I'm doing really well. Thanks for jumping on with me and spending some time to go over a previous podcast episode. This is episode 102. The title of the episode is New Partners, New Firm with Amanda Mulhall and Rob Withrow. And I'm delighted to have their business coach, Dom Grew, uh, on the podcast with us. So Dominic, I'm really glad that we're finally able to get this to work together. You listened to their podcast and they mentioned they're working with us. Um, what were some of your takeaways? Well, you know, first of all, I have to say they, they were great. They were great to work with. What's really a big takeaway for me is that they've had success, LA, in their first year of being in business together. I feel really good that we've been able to set them up uh, for success going forward as well. So my big takeaway for them is great to work with, but they've had success in their first year and they're going to build on it. Yeah, they are an absolute delight to work with. Uh, so Amanda, Rob, shout out to both of you. Uh, we're looking forward to getting your reactions on this podcast. And Dom, as you as you worked with them, there's a lot of firms that work with us. There's a lot of firms that don't. Most firms actually choose not to work with a business coach. And it's interesting. We uh, we see this kind of play out. Some firms, when they're just getting started, they just start to take off and grow, grow, grow. Other firms, they just tend to stagnate and growth is so hard. And they they hit a plateau after not too long and really try and grind it out. And they look back in five years and things really haven't changed all that much. And so we see these two patterns kind of evolving. Dom, are you seeing some of those patterns as well? Yeah, you know, it's 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 so funny, like because we're always asking ourselves, well, what separates these these groups, right? Why are some people more successful than others? And really, you know, although we can say that, you know, uh, Mulhall with were really successful starting out, they had done a lot of planning and preparation beforehand. So sure, it looks easy and it's a success story. But one of the key things, our differentiators, uh, is really taking the time to plan the setup and establishment of your firm. So you're not just running out there. You've given some thought uh, to how you're going to approach the market. uh, And you're really making sure that you're ready so that when you announce to the world this new path that you've decided to embark upon, you're kind of ready and you have things lined up and you're ready to go. And I think I think that's something that that's really important for anybody that's listening who might be thinking, uh, but maybe starting their own firm one day, but you probably think about it for a long time, but you've got to spend some time actually working and preparing for what that might look like. Yeah, great point. And the good news is, uh, if you are thinking about that, you don't have to reinvent the wheel. So we have a law firm startup checklist that you can download from our website. um, Or if you want, we'll work you through that. We'll work through that with you. Um, But having some sort of a framework like that is a really good idea. And there's a bunch of them that are available. So absolutely grabbing one of those and putting together a high level plan before you launch makes so much sense. I guess it's what you call a go-to-market plan, right? (laughs) You're going to make yeah. a big move. Make go sure to market plan, plan go to sure market you... strategy. Yeah, all that good stuff. Yeah, make sure you've, you've thought it through and you've kind of tested it. Working with so, with folks like us who have walked other people through that process because it's uh, it's different for everybody and you want to have make sure that you've really thought it through and, and almost like stress tested it before you're ready to, to go to market with it. 
Yeah, it's kind of funny how this whole planning thing works, isn't it? I mean, we, you can yeah. spend a lot of time <laughs> planning and put together this amazing looking plan. But isn't it funny how often plans just don't work? Like <laughs> things just don't go according to plan. They almost never do. But what's so interesting is by the the activity of putting together the plan surfaces so many issues that you're 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 going to be much better prepared to deal with the uncertainties and the changes in direction and the things that are going to come out of left field uh, than if you did no planning at all. Does that make sense? No, it, it makes total sense. I kind of think it comes back to a little bit of a mindset thing, right? And I'm a planner by nature, right? That's just just the way the good Lord made me, right? I like to think things through in advance. And many lawyers, just by virtue of their trade, like to do the same again, right? They also do the, do the same thing. But you've also got to have that mindset of, you know, I can plan as much as I'm comfortable. I, I think it's, but I've got to be, I've got to be realistic. To it's kind of like sports. You know, you, you plan and you train, but you know things are driven by what's going on on the field, and you have to be flexible. But the good news is, is that in going through the planning process, it's actually prepared you to be able to make switches, to make changes, to review what success you're having. So you're right, LA. You kind of have this barbell thing of you want to plan, but you've also got you've also got to be reactive. And open to to the unknown. Without doubt, the unknown is going to happen. Right? Things never truly go to plan. At least that's my experience, LA. No, absolutely true. And then having the plan is one thing, but we've both talked to attorneys who are thinking about launching their own firm, but they never did. Mulhall Withrow, they did launch their firm. They they built a plan. They didn't spend too long doing it. They put together, you know, a reasonable plan, and then they actually took action and executed. Um, so tell me a little bit about how, in your experience, that mindset of taking action and executing and just pushing forward, how much of a difference you've seen that make in law firms that grow and in law firms that don't. It makes a huge, huge difference, LA. And this is not lost on you, right? Because we, we all have great ideas. Wouldn't it be great if we did this? What about if we did that? But at the end of the day, you've got to take action. You have to move forward. The process that we use lends itself very well to making sure that our clients, number one, they have a goal in mind, they have a destination or something that they're shooting for, be that they've identified what are those activities that you need to do that are going to move you forward towards that goal. And then talking about, are we actually making the progress that we thought we would make? And sometimes the answer is, yeah, we are. And sometimes the answer is, well, you know, it's more difficult, more challenging. Let's put our minds together. To see maybe how we need to adjust our our tactics a little bit, but that discipline of having a plan, reviewing it on a regular and consistent basis with somebody outside, I'll call it of the fray. In this case, it's a law firm, but someone from outside who's working with you and partnering with you, it's incredibly valuable, and it's amazing that discipline over time compounds just like just like compound interest. The discipline really is slow, but it's steady. And when you look back on a year of what you've accomplished. It's incredible. And when you talk about discipline, what 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 are a few examples of the kind of discipline that you're talking about? When I think back, uh, it's defining what are the metrics, right, that are attached to your goals. So, so Ale, we, we we have this practice, right? We have this one-page strategic plan. So it's not over-architected, right? It's pretty simple. What's your goal? What's your plan for the year? And so typically on that, we have identified maybe maybe three really good goals of what you want to get from your practice or your new firm within the first year. 
Against each one of those, then we have defined metrics. So say, for example, it's a revenue goal for the year. Well, guess what? We've got to break that down into a monthly target, right? So that we can see as we clock off each month, are our expectations, or sorry, is the reality of what we've been able to accomplish in line with the expectations we had when we set the plan? So that's one example, but having really clear goals that everybody is bought into and is on the same page on. And that in and of itself could be a whole podcast. But once we have, yeah, right? <laughs> it's so funny because I'm hearing you talk to me about the one page strategic plan. And of course, we both teach it to our clients. So, <laughs> right, <laughs> so right. I'm a huge fan. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. And, and, and so, so having really clear, uh, some really clear goals uh, that, you know, are not overloaded, but just, just say it's three and then having a definable metric on each one of those so we can define is really important. The other part of that process as well is identifying the areas of opportunity that if you had more time, more bandwidth, like what would be next on your list to accomplish? What, what are those untapped opportunities that you just haven't been able to get to? Uh, and you know, for a business or a law firm that's very early in the process, they may be further down the track, but you wanna keep track of them because at some point, you're going to be able to circle and those are going to be within your line of sight. Yeah. And of course, those are the those are the levers that can really catapult growth. And so we've talked about a few things here. We've talked about the importance of having a plan in place. We've talked about the importance of taking action as well. And now we've talked about the importance of goals and metrics and having a strategic plan. Those things are are fantastic. In the podcast with Amanda and Rob, they cited one specific skill that has really helped them grow their firm. And that skill is hiring. Dom, I'd love to get your thoughts on the difference that it makes for law firm management to be good at hiring versus law firm management that maybe doesn't really want to do that or doesn't have much experience hiring people. Yeah. You know, hiring is is so important because uh, let's assume that you're good at what you do. Let's assume that you can find the clients that are willing to pay you for your, for your expertise. That's great. But uh, you're kind of limited or capped into how far you can go with your with your firm, right? Because it needs to be, not for everyone, but if you want to grow it, it needs to be set up in such a way that it is not just about what you can do. You need to be able to leverage. It's a financial term. I steal from my, my old financial world experience. But you need to be able to leverage others and their talents in order to accomplish and to be able to do your your uh, your trade essentially, yeah, you need those people that are around you that have the same work ethic, the same values. Think about the importance of what you do in the same way that represent you, right, and can provide that client experience. You need to be able to leverage it so there's some depth to the organization, some depth to the firm, and I won't say selfishly, but but for the for the lawyer, this is a huge thing where they're not it's not on them to be doing everything. So that skill of being able to, first of all, find those uh, support people or associates who are around you, who can help you work together to deliver is huge. It's not all on you. Yeah, I totally agree. Because, you know, it, it really comes down to a time, uh, an available time exercise at some point. As an attorney, you just simply run out of time if you're owning your own firm. It used to be um, way back when I started working with attorneys. Now, it's over a decade ago, it's crazy to, to think that. <laughs> but the, my my primary focus with them was on business development. And business was not easy to get for many of my clients. Um, fast forward now to the past several years and continuing on through today, 
business in the legal community has just exploded. And most of my clients have all the business that they can handle. And if they don't, we fix that problem pretty quickly. Mm -hmm. And then it very quickly becomes an an exercise in, okay, how can we hire? Who do we need to hire next? How do we have the system so that the, the firm starts to work together well, efficiently as a team? And how can we start to really hire those people, bring them in place and set them up for success? And that really has been, um, I would say, the the one critical skill. If we're talking about skill, it's not business development and marketing; it's actually hiring. Yeah, if you think of it, you know, it's 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 actually a great thing, right? You, you you've got that initial hurdle of building and finding, right? But unless you can create capacity, you're going to be stuck at that level where where where, where you're at, right? So the real value. Uh, or leverage is, is is in being able to add more people who, so that you have more bandwidth to be able to do what you know you do successfully and extremely skillfully. That's why you have more business than you can actually manage. Yeah, that, that, that skill of hiring, but hiring the right people, people that are going to contribute to the firm and share the values that you have for the enterprise is really, really important. Totally agree. So we've covered a lot of bases here. We've talked about planning. We've talked about taking action. We've talked about goals. Now we've talked about hiring as a skill. Let's dig into mindset because this is something I think that Amanda Mulhall and Rob Withrow both have in spades is is mindset. So talk a little bit about the growth mindset that you see in law firms that are really, really doing well. Yeah. Yeah. This is so interesting, Alay, this 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 thing about mindset. So I'm I'm going to I'm I'm going to go off on a little bit of a tangent. Right, so I'm, I'm going to I'm going Go to paint this picture <laughs> of um, you know in the time that I've been doing this, as I've come to work with lawyers, and you know, for somebody who's not a lawyer themselves, I have huge ad- admiration for the work that lawyers do every day and the, the impact that they have for their clients. But I also know that many of them suffer in quiet desperation. <laughs> it doesn't necessarily have to be that way. It is possible to have to practice your craft but to do it in a way where you can have freedom and independence. And so part of the mindset that I develop with my clients, sometimes it's already there, is that belief that they can do what they do, right? But do it more on their own terms and in a way that's impactful for them. And that's not to, to say that the you know what they're doing right now is there's nothing wrong with their background, but isn't it worth some time devoting to to figuring out how you can do your craft in a way where it's on your own terms in a way that maybe it hasn't been in the past. And so this is something that I think some of it is related to the pandemic, where we had this world event, and it changed how we thought about things, right? And so one of the things that I'm seeing or I'm hearing and I'm talking a lot uh, with lawyers out there is, is about there's probably never been a better time. If you've ever thought or wondered, I wonder what it would be like if I traded the midsize or the large law firm, large law firm, and did this on my own terms. What would that look like? And it's an exciting conversation to have, and it, it is a change in mindset that you could do it in, on a, on different terms, but kind of in the same way also, but in, in a way where you can still impact, but it can benefit you in a way that maybe wasn't possible in the past. So what you're talking about there, if I if I'm hearing you right, is you're talking about going from a firm where you might be an associate or a partner and actually launching your own firm yeah yeah so you think about you think about uh you know attorneys uh they've been practicing their craft maybe maybe 10 or 15 years 
And if they've been working at a, a you know, a mid-sized firm, you know, they kind of have a, a trajectory like, well, if, if, if they want to, not everybody does, but just say they want to move up within that organization, within that firm, there's, there's, a, there's a career path for that. Maybe they want to be a partner or an equity partner, shareholder, or whatever that is, right? But not everybody is going to get to that. And not everybody necessarily wants to, but there are many attorneys that I see out there that are trading that. And it's a personal decision for something that's a little bit more, I'll call it enterprising or entrepreneurial or a little bit more adventurous because there's the whole thing of building and managing your own business that that they haven't had experience with. But that's the actual skill set, LA, that you and I are able to, to bring along and introduce them to and cover the gaps that maybe people have said in their minds that have held them back from maybe taking a jump, if that makes sense. I love that word that you used, adventurous, because it is an adventure, right? Uh, starting your own firm is an adventure. And uh, adventures are not boring. And the reason they're not boring is because <laughs> there's there's stress, there's fear, uh, there's you know difficult times, there's things that you need to overcome. Um, and it's an exciting journey and incredibly rewarding. So love that word that you chose there, Dom, adventurous. That's, that's perfect. Yeah. So when I think about about that, that mindset, it's it's really about you know being adventurous, being open to try something, something new. Also having belief in yourself that it's worthy <laughs> of the stress and the hardship because it's not all doom and gloom. There's upside to it as well, and, and satisfaction, being responsible for yourself and creating the the career and, and maybe the firm that maybe you've always dreamed of, but didn't quite have the the nerve to think that it was attainable or you didn't have the, uh, I think, I think Rob uh, in his talk about jumping off the diving board was the term that he used, (laughs) right? (laughs) You maybe walk up that board a few times and you hesitate and you you come back, but sometimes you see other people jumping off it as well. And you say, well, if they can do it, why can't I do it? Still scary, (laughs) but it's, it's a mindset thing. Is there something better out there? Is it worth taking the risk and, and jumping off the board? Yeah. It's not called uh, that phrase taking the plunge is really appropriate, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And you know, there's there's moments that happen when you're owning your own firm. Even though you're working hard and uh, maybe you're encountering more challenges than you expect, there are these magic moments that show up that just make you say, Man, oh man, I am so happy I I own my own firm. And you know, especially on podcasts like this, we talk all about oh, improving, 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 and doing this and doing that. But sometimes it makes sense to just kind of sit back and savor some of these magic moments that come with uh, with owning your own firm. So, Dom would love to hear from you, some of your clients. What are some of the things they've told you that you know, the little things that happened to them maybe over the week or over the summer or something like that that made them realize how awesome it is to own their own firm? Yeah, you know, so. Uh... I love when I hear from clients when they <laughs> when they tell me after I didn't think I could do that, or that action that we talked about that I was going to do about having that conversation or saying no on something, and they do it. So I love to see them getting satisfaction from from uh, from doing things right that they know they should have done anyway, but they get such a sense of satisfaction of being able to do that. I'll give you an example. So, so uh, when you work at a, a a larger firm and you're an employee, well, sometimes you know you're at the mercy of the partner that you're working for and what matters they're bringing in, and whether you like it or not, 
or like particular types of clients to work with is neither here nor there. You don't have a choice, right? But when you own your own firm, you do have that choice. You are able to say, you know, I'd like to pass on this. This is not a good fit. I'm not the right person for you. And that gives incredible freedom. Uh, you still need to make so a funny. living. Yeah. Right. That, that was the first thing best, I thought of too, yeah. Dom, is saying no to clients that's, who aren't a good fit. <laughs> yeah. You know, there's power in that because it shows you have confidence in your own uh, abilities and it's okay to say no. And that sometimes is new for, for those that, that have, you know, taken, <laughs> I say the leap off the, the, uh, the board uh, and, 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 you know, floated their own boat and started their own firm. So, so freedom is, is, is one that, you know, I really enjoy seeing my clients. You can see the excitement. And then the other thing as well is when they say, God, I wish I'd done this a lot earlier. I hemmed and hawed for many years about this and here we are. But I wish I'd done it earlier. That's kind of gratifying when, when, when you hear that because you know, uh, you know that you've helped them to accomplish something that they'd only kind of thought about and then drifted away from again. Yeah, and you know, there's that saying, freedom isn't free. Uh, you have to work for it. And yeah. certainly when you're owning your own law firm, you have to do that too. But to be able to you know, uh, step away for an afternoon and, and do your own thing or take a weekend where you don't have to touch any work or... For folks that are uh, even a little bit more ambitious, um, one of our clients took six weeks off. Another client decided to work in Europe for three months. Um, so there's all these really cool things you can do when you have your own law firm. And it's it's an amazing ride. And uh, congratulations again to Amanda Mulhall and Rob Withrow for doing that. And Dom, you know, congratulations to you and, and all your success that you've had with your clients. What are you really excited about with uh, with your business coaching practice as you think about the next year or so? Yeah, no, no, no thanks. Like it is, you know, it's 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 so gratifying to work with people when you see them having success in a way that they haven't been able to in the, in the past. And, you know, everything's rainbows and unicorns, right? We all know that the reality is the path is never straight. So that mindset thing of, of saying, you know, we know there's going to be months which are off and that's okay, right? And that's why those metrics are so important uh, because they anchor you and unstable clients to be able to feel like they're making progress, even though it's not always uh, in, a, in an upward keel. But that was not your question. You, you asked me was what not. I was excited about. <laughs> I know, but I just, you know, I don't want to overstate, you know, like everything's super and easy for everybody to do. It's not. It's a slog. But I, I, I really, yeah, I really enjoy uh, working with my, with, with my clients. There's a couple of things I have I'm excited about this year. One, LA is an accountability group that I'm running for lawyers. So think here about uh, lawyers, specifically around business development, their business development skills, uh, where they want to hone those. And, uh, you know, they, uh, they, need, they know what they need to do. They know the activities they need to perform, but they need that accountability and they like a group environment to be able to, you know, share ideas with other attorneys and trusted advisors. So that's something I, I, I've started where in month, month four. Uh, so I'm really excited about that. I think it's a very scalable model, but more importantly, it provides tremendous value for those that need that particular accountability on their business development activities. And then the second thing is training, uh, training with law firms where, uh, you know, I have a number of different training offerings that that i've done with great success actually they're always extremely well received which tells me that there's a need for them uh, with the with the uh not just a, a, a you know the attorneys and associates but even the support staff conversations around communication goals 
obstacles, all the things that they need um, to excel at in order to win as a team. So those are the two things, the accountability group and the training group that I'm excited about for this year. Awesome. Dom, if someone wants to reach you, what's the best way for them to do that? Yeah, they can they can reach out to me on LinkedIn, Dominic, D-O-M-I-N-I-C-G-R-E-W-W. You'll find me on LinkedIn. I'm the only one there. Or alternatively, alternatively elevatebusinesscoaching.com. Awesome. They can get me there also. Dominic, congratulations on your success. You do phenomenal work with your clients and really excited and happy that you continue to be a, a fantastic member of Law Firm Success Group. Awesome. Thanks so much for having me on, LA. Appreciate it. Great talking with you. And that's a wrap for this episode of the Lawyer Business Advantage podcast. One thing that would really help both us and other new potential listeners is for you to rate this show and leave a comment in iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you tune in to listen. And I want to hear from you. So connect with me on LinkedIn and let me know what you think of this episode. And if you are a solo or an owner of a small law firm, and you're looking to earn more money, attract better clients, or reduce your stress, we would love to talk with you to see how we can help. Request your free law firm assessment by visiting lawfirmsuccessgroup.com. Again, that URL is lawfirmsuccessgroup.com. We look forward to talking with you soon. Thank you for listening. My name is Ale Yajnik. Until next time, remember, you can seize freedom. You can embrace happiness. You can build your perfect practice.